And welcome to the Locked On Islanders Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian, and I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. All right, everybody, welcome to the Friday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. A lot to get to on today's show. So much happening in Islanders world. The big news, of course, the signing of Ryan Pulak to a two-year deal. We'll talk about it, break it down, and really discuss where the Islanders go from here because, you know, everybody was waiting on this uh, deal. The arbitration hearing was supposed to take place today, but the Islanders and Pulak's agent reaching an agreement to avoid the arbitration hearing, and that's a very good thing. We've also got our Islanders' birthday of the day, and we'll take a look at what we can expect now with Matt Barzal, uh, now that he is the only uh, restricted free agent that the Islanders have yet to sign. So lots to talk about today as we head into the weekend, and uh, hope everybody is safe and well. If there's something Islanders-related that is on your mind, please feel free to drop us an email. The email address, LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. And if you leave your name and where you're from, we're happy to mention you on the air when we talk about whatever it is that's on your mind. An Islanders question, comment, a topic you'd like us to talk about. It's all fair game as long as it's related to the New York Islanders. You could also follow the show on Twitter at LockedOnIsles. And you could follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at IceWars, N-Y-R-V-S-N-Y-I. And we'll keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news, notes, and happenings. All right, so the big news, of course, the agreement between the Islanders and Ryan Pulak. And look, this was uh, a good thing. You didn't want to go to arbitration. Let's face it. Arbitration hearings can make things more difficult between the player and the organization. Different things are said at some of these hearings where the team is going to argue why you're not worth the money that you're asking for. Feelings can get hurt. Uh, You know, you hope that most of these players uh, understand it's part of the business end of hockey. But look, these guys are human and they certainly can have their feelings hurt. I think this is a a fair deal for both sides when you look at it. Ryan Pulak, 26 years old, led all Islander defensemen in scoring 35 points, including a career-high 10 goals, played in all 68 games for the Islanders, and look, he's a top-line, top-pairing defenseman for this franchise. He's locked up for two more years at an average salary of $5 million a year. So that's going to be the cap hit 
for the next two years, five million. And, you know, look, I, I think that Pulak probably would have asked for six. The Islanders would have said four or four and a half. So five is is in the middle. It's a bridge deal. And the good news for the Islanders is you're getting two years of Ryan Pulak's prime as a part of this deal. And that's huge. And, you know, from Pulak's perspective, he stays with the team. He knows the system. He gets paid pretty well. Not not like off the charts, wow, he's being paid elite money, but he's being paid well. And hopefully, from his perspective, in two years, you either get to re-up with the Islanders for a slight raise <clears throat> or... Uh, you test free agency again, and hopefully, from the players' perspective, in, you know, two more seasons, the salary, you know, fans are back in the stands, the salary cap is going up again, and there's a little bit more of a market for uh, signing free agents to bigger contracts than there obviously has been this year. Now, Pulak, uh, had a Zoom conference with reporters after the contract was signed Wednesday afternoon. Here's his quote. I'm really happy that we could get the deal done. I'm really excited to be back for two more years. The team has come a long way and the future is bright. He adds, the big thing for us was just trying to make something work that was good for both sides in terms of the flat cap and what we were comfortable doing. I think the big thing in the deal is just trying to make it work from both sides. And yeah, I, I think that really did uh, did work for both sides. The Islanders, you know, got a two-year deal, didn't go overboard with the cap. Pulak got good money, but not outstanding money, but is locked up for the next two years when the cap is likely to be flat. So a win-win overall, and, and look, you know, like I said, first line, first defensive pairing defenseman, logs a lot of minutes, uh, contributes on the power play, he had eight power play points uh, this year, adds, you know, two power play goals in the playoffs, had 10 points in the playoffs, and, you know, it's... Uh, it's really good to have him, and, and I think the other thing that you have to consider when looking at this from an Islanders perspective is after Devon Taves ends up going to Colorado in that trade, you really needed to re-sign Pulak and guarantee that at least you have Pelic and Pulak as your top pair coming back this year, and then you can start to fill in that second pair, third pair uh, situation. The Islanders have depth at defensemen, but you don't want to lose two of your top four defensemen. And now you have the salary cap more or less figured out as far as, you know, where we're at and, and all focus right now turns to Matt Barzal and what, what the team is going to do. Now, unlike Pulak, Barzal does not have arbitration rights. He is not eligible to go to arbitration. So he doesn't have any leverage other than holding out. Obviously, that is something the Islanders want to avoid at all costs. We will talk more 
about the Barzal situation and what happens next as far as the offseason goes for the Islanders after this Pulak signing, but a good deal for both teams. We will talk about Barzal, we'll talk about the other Islander free agents out there, plus our Islanders birthday of the day and a lot more. All that's still to come on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Folks, you've all been there. You get to the afternoon and you just hit that wall, but Built Go, it makes you the best you at whatever you do and it helps you break through that wall, whether it's a mental wall or a physical wall, you can break through it every day with Built Go. It comes in easy to take one and a half ounce packages and you could, you know, take it pretty much anywhere. It is the best workout gel on the market. It's just like five hour energy without that crash feeling and it's all natural so it's better for the body. It has collagen protein, which promotes joint, soft tissue, hair, and skin health. That means this stuff literally makes you look better. It also has great stuff like vitamin B3, vitamin B6, vitamin B12, and beta alanine, a little honey, and a kick of caffeine. Comes in three great flavors, peanut butter honey, chocolate coconut, and chocolate mint. And realistically, it's healthy, it's natural, and it helps you get through some tough times. So, visit Built Go right now. Use the promo code LOCKED, and you'll get 20% off your next order. That's promo code LOCKED for 20% off at BuiltGo.com. Let's go. All right, so one other little note. I always love, you know, searching through Twitter and looking at some of the things that are up there. And one of the things that was posted, I own a basketball coach and college basketball coaching legend Rick Pitino ends up having a conversation with Lou Lamarillo and ends up buying Islanders season tickets. So uh, a nice little sort of footnote right there. And, you know, we certainly don't know when uh, season ticket holders will even be allowed back in the building this year. We're hoping it's the Nassau Coliseum. Obviously, a year after that, it will be at the uh, UBS Arena in Belmont. But at the end of the day, the uh, Islanders have added celebrity basketball coach Rick Pitino to their uh, season ticket holder roster. And, and you know what? I'll, I'll tell you something. The Rangers always filled with celebrities. Obviously, they're in New York City and it's one of those see and be seen kind of a things. But always, you know, you'll see oh, this celebrity is here and that celebrity is here. It's nice that the Islanders will add a celebrity in Rick Pitino, who is now a uh, season ticket holder for the New York Islanders. Okay, time for our Islanders birthday of the day. And uh, this one is almost hard to believe, but uh, yesterday was the 47th birthday for former Islanders captain and center Alexi Yashin. And, you know, you say what you want about Yashin. He was a good New York Islanders player, uh, traded on draft day 2001 in a very controversial trade uh, as the Islanders sent defenseman Zdeno Chara, forward Bill McCault, and, a, and the second overall pick in that draft, which turned out to be center Jason, Jason Spezza, uh, and then the Islanders turned around and signed Yashin to a 10-year, 87.5 
million dollar contract. And yeah, it got reduced a little bit by the next collective bargaining agreement. But boy, uh, Yashin really overpaid uh, by anybody's standards back then. And look, he was a good hockey player. Scored 32 goals his first season with the Islanders. Helped the Islanders get to the playoffs three years in a row. 2001, 2002, 2002, 2003, 2003, 2004. Unfortunately, never won a playoff round with Yashin. Stayed with the team through the end of the 06-07 season, had another productive year in 05-06 where he scored 68 points, 28 of them goals that year, but his best year with the Islanders was still uh, 2001-2002, his first season on the island. Again, did serve as Islanders captain. We look back at one of his better games as an Islander at Madison Square Garden, January 30th, 2002, obviously Rangers and Islanders. Chris Osgood is the Islanders goalie while the Rangers countered with Mike Richter. And, you know, this was a fight-filled, messy kind of a game. Uh, but the Islanders quickly getting on the board first in the first period. Alexi Yashin, his first of the game, 21st of the year from Marius Tchaikovsky and Brad Isbister at 444, Islanders up one to nothing. Then, with Radek Dvorak off for hooking, Mark Parrish comes through with a power play goal. His 23rd from Tchaikovsky and Adrian O'Coin, Islanders up two nothing at the 934 mark of the opening period. Then, with Dave Carpa of the Rangers off for tripping, Yashin comes through with a power play goal, his second of the game, 22nd of the year. Roman Hammerlick and Adrian Acoin with the helpers at 16-11. And then a minute, 15 seconds later, Yashin with the hat trick, his 23rd of the year. Tchaikovsky and Eric Cairns with the assists at 17-26. After one period, it's a 4 to nothing. Islanders lead. No scoring in the second period, but lots of fights. Brad Isbister and Sandy McCarthy go at it. McCarthy gets a game misconduct uh, in that one. Jim Cummings of the Islanders and Dale Puritan fight a few minutes after that, and the Rangers' Thomas Kluchek gets a game misconduct. Chris Osgood gets a uh, two-minute penalty for leaving the crease as does Dan Blackburn, who came in as Islanders, uh, Rangers goalie, rather. And yes, Alexi Yashin gets five minutes for fighting in this one. Then you had a fight between Theo Fleury and Eric Cairns. Cairns and Fleury going at each other, and Fleury really tried to add to it. And after the game, he was trying to call out uh, Fleury, but you know, uh, Cairns rather, but it just didn't go. Flurry saying, I just goes to show you what a chicken he really is. He jumped me from behind. That's typical Cairns. I have absolutely no respect for that guy whatsoever. Cairns, wise, because the Islanders were up 4 nothing, says he would not take the bait. He said, if that's what he wants to say, that's what he wants to say. But we got the two points. And as for Yashin, he said, he had no choice but to drop the gloves. He tried to pull my shirt off, Yashin said, uh, when when talking about 
the uh, play, and he said that uh, I had to fight back. So a messy second period, all kinds of penalties and misconducts and game misconducts, but in the third period, the game resumes, and it was the Rangers getting back into it. Two goals by Manny Malhotra, his fifth and sixth of the year. They come about a minute and 35 seconds apart. The first one is assisted by Sylvain Lefebvre and Brian Berard, a, a former Islander. And then the second one, Berard gets the lone assist, and then it's a 4-2 to two hockey game. But the Islanders get back into it. Mark Parrish, his 24th from Sean Bates and Michael Pekka at 11-18 of the third period. And that gives the Islanders a 5-2 to two lead. And late in the third period, the Islanders with Dave Scatcherd in the penalty box, Claude LaPointe, a shorthanded goal, his fifth from Jason Blake and Roman Hammerlick. That made it 6-2 to two Islanders. Jeff Toms gets a late goal for the Rangers to make it 6-3. Matthew Barnaby and Lefebvre assist. But at the end of the day, the Islanders, behind a hat trick by our Islanders' birthday of the day, Alexi Yashin, skate away with a 6-3 win. Chris Osgood, 31 saves to earn the win. And as for Yashin, he had the goal, uh, the three goals. He had the fight, needed an assist to get that Gordie Howe hat trick. He didn't get it. Marius Tchaikovsky had three assists in this game. Uh, Mark Parrish scored twice. Roman Hammerlick and Adrian Coin each with two assists. As for uh, Yashin, he led the team with five shots on goal, three of them going in. So again, happy birthday to Alexi Yashin, 47 years old yesterday. He is our Islanders' birthday of the day. And folks, I know if you're like me, you've tried a lot of different protein bars, but they never taste right. They taste almost like medicine, and the consistency just isn't there. But that's never a problem with Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. It comes in 18 amazing flavors, including six new ones like caramel brownie, carrot cake, apple almond crisp, lemon almond cheesecake, cherry barcia, and my personal favorite, cookies and cream. All the bars, all the flavors covered in 100% chocolate, and they're soft and easy to chew. Built Bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, and high-fiber, and they're great for the keto diet. Let's look at that cookies and cream flavor. 17 grams of protein, just 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and 4 grams of net carbs. Right now, go to BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code LOCKEDON. You'll get $10 off your next order. That's the promo code LOCKEDON for $10 off at BuiltBar.com. All right, so we... Let's take a look at where the Islanders go from here, because you still have the big thing, Matthew Barzal, and, you know, the Islanders have a number of options as far as trying to figure out what to do with Barzy. They obviously are not going to let him go, and you know the Islanders have announced that Matt Martin, Andy Green, and Corey Schneider have agreed in principle with the team on deals, but... They haven't actually signed those contracts, mostly because they wanted to make sure that they could match any offer sheet that another team may sign Barzal to. Now, the Islanders will have 24 hours, they'll have a little window where they're allowed to buy out a player 
but they have to make more than $4 million a year to be eligible for this buyout. So Thomas Hickey and Uncle Leo, Leo Komarov, not really going to be eligible for these buyouts. And then, you know, you don't want to go to a Johnny Boychuk or an Andrew Ladd because they don't really benefit you enough. Uh, so buyouts are unlikely. And I don't think Lou Lamorello is going to go that route. Look, with the salary cap flat the way it is, there aren't a lot of teams who are going to step up and sign Barzal to a $10 million uh, kind of a contract. And the Islanders aren't going to sign them to that big of a contract either. They have to find a way to get it done. And I'm thinking it's somewhere in the range of 7 to $8 million for Barzal. And the Islanders... They need to keep it no higher than seven and a half to eight million dollars. Otherwise, they're going to have to move some players, and you know it may involve waiving players like Hickey, Kamarov, Andrew Ladd, Johnny Boychuk, and trying to save you know a little cap space by sending some or all of them in the minors. But a lot of options. Not all of them, you know, easy to swallow. And again, if you're trying to find another offensive piece of the puzzle there for the Islanders, who a player who could take them to the next level, I don't know where you find the cap space to do that. I think when push comes to shove that the Islanders will not make that other addition until midway through whenever that, you know, next season actually gets underway. I still think that the trade deadline may even be when the Islanders go out and bring in another offensive player if they need one. And, you know, maybe a Kiefer Bellows or an Oliver Wallstrom, uh, you know, steps up this year and adds something offensively that all of a sudden the Islanders don't need to bring in that other piece of the puzzle. But that's, to me, not all that likely. And if and when that addition takes place, probably via trade rather than free agency, uh, then I think you're looking at the trade deadline when the cap hit is less and maybe uh, some teams are desperate to unload players. We'll see. But I think, again, Lou Lamorello, one thing we all know about Uncle Lou, he's patient, he waits he, if he feels time is on his side, he is not going to rush into a deal. And maybe by waiting closer to the you know midseason or even the trade deadline, that cap hit is lower and maybe things fall into place with regard to the future for the Islanders. So lots of questions. I'm still thinking that Barzi and the Islanders come to an agreement sometime in the next few weeks. And, of course, we will have all the latest on that right here on the Locked On Islanders podcast. We will always keep you up to date on everything. And, again, follow us on Twitter for that. If you're enjoying the show, please subscribe to your podcatcher of choice. That way the 
Next episode will be waiting in your inbox when it happens. We drop the shows right now. We're on off-season schedule three days a week, usually Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. The shows drop a little after midnight, around 12.25 a.m. So, uh, again, always look for it, and if you subscribe, it'll be in your mailbox automatically. Have a great weekend, everybody. Stay safe. Enjoy these nice weather days. There aren't too many of them left. And, of course... Let's go Islanders.